The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. And welcome back to the Daily Witness Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Van Vieren, and today's episode is called Releasing Your Faith. Praise God. So let's get into a word of prayer. Father, help me today as I preach this message. Lord, I want your children to see what I'm saying by the Spirit. I want them to get insight. I want them to get revelation into this topic. Lord, I'm asking you to open their ears and open their hearts to receive this word and help them to make the necessary changes in their life. And Lord, as they start their different journeys in whatever they trust in you for, Lord, I thank you that you will always be there for them. And Lord, I thank you that you're going to help them receive from you. Father, we love you and we trust you, Lord. Thank you for today's message. In Jesus' name, amen. So all around the world, there's apparently something like 8 billion people, you know, and the Christians, once again, apparently they make up about 2 billion of that 8 billion. Now, that's a lot of billion. So there's a lot of Christians, and I believe that the Christian faith is gaining ground, especially in this time that we're in right now, because more and more things are getting crazy, and people are starting to realize that they need a Savior. And, you know, when Jesus was in his earthly ministry, he said that we need to be the light of the world. We need to be the salt of the earth. Now, when Jesus was done here for the business that God called him to carry out, He was the light. And everyone, as you know, if you read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, everyone was drawn to him. And you can see that not just crowds, not just multitudes, but the Bible says great multitudes followed him. Now, we have seen maybe multitudes, but um, I don't think we've really seen great multitudes. You know, uh, wherever Jesus went, that crowd just automatically came to him. It's like uh, when Jesus was in that fishing boat and he said, throw down your net for a catch. You know, all that fish was drawn to that boat and um, Jesus was the light. And people saw that wherever Jesus went, there were manifestations of every kind. Okay, Uh, people were being raised from the dead. People were made whole. People were healed. People were set free. Demons were cast out. Uh, People were called into their callings. Um, It was amazing to see Jesus on this earth. I wasn't there, but, you know, I can just imagine it must have been amazing to see that happen. Because, as you know, Jesus is God with us. So you can see how the work was being done for the kingdom. Now, we as Christians, we are the light because Jesus isn't physically here carrying on his ministry anymore. He has handed his ministry over to us. And uh, that's why every Christian, we need to become the light. And for that to happen, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we need to change in our own personal lives. And one of the things is, um, you know, like Jesus said that we are called to bear fruit. Do you remember that? He said, we have been ordained to bear fruit. You know, we're supposed to be operating in the kingdom. Like, yes, we live in this world. You know, we wake up every morning. You know, we got our jobs to do, etc., etc. But we are supposed to be carrying that supply with us. 
You know, we're supposed to be walking in more and more victories. People are supposed to be looking at us Christians and noticing, hey, this group of people isn't like the rest. There's something different about them. You know, when they get sick, something happens and they receive their healing. You know, if someone dies, this group of people raises that dead person up. This group of people, they never lack for anything. This group of people, they finance in the gospel. They help in the poor. Wherever they go, God is being manifested. His goodness is being manifested wherever this group of people go. Now, the Bible does say in three different places that um, the just shall live by faith. So for us to be the light of the world, we need to learn how to use our faith. It even comes down to us walking in love. Did you know that? We need to use our faith to walk in love because when we were commanded to love, Jesus didn't say that we must use natural love, you know, natural woolly love. He was telling us to love others with the love that God has given us. And for us to access that love, we need to be using our faith. I bet a lot of people didn't know that. Like you've got to use faith to access the God kind of love. So getting back to my message, we need to learn how to get faith down. Because if we can do that, you know, we can walk in love. If we can get faith down, we can walk in victories. We can walk in healing. We can walk in provision. You know, we can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. If there's someone out there looking for a job, we can step up and lay hands on them, pray for them or pray with them. And in a short space of time, bam, that person's going to get a job. You know, how awesome would it be if we all understand faith and we can use that faith and become the light of the world? We can use that faith and become the salt of the earth. How awesome would that be? Now, in this message today, I'm going to share with you one of the first ways on how to release your faith. Because in this ministry, we talk about faith a lot. And for the most part, we talk about how faith comes. And to put it plainly for you, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's what Romans says, Romans chapter 10. So if, for example, if you want faithful healing... You should be listening to anointed ministers preach on the word of healing. If you're looking for provision, you've got to get those teachings and put that in your heart. If you want to go to a higher level of divine protection, you get divine protection teachings. That's how faith comes. That's, that's what the Bible says and we praise God, we believe it. But now there's a way in which we are supposed to release our faith. Because it's one thing to have the faith and it's another thing to use the faith. And I'm going to give you a quick example of this. It's one thing to have petrol in your car. It's another thing to get into your car and use that petrol. So there's a lot of different ways in which faith gets released. But the number one way is with the words of your mouth. Now, like I said, there are other ways. You know, like there's praise and there's works where you actually do something physically that lines up with what you believe. I remember years ago, this one minister, he was believing for a plane and he needed a plane in his ministry. And he was confessing and confessing and confessing. And the Lord said, rent a hanger. And that just stumped him. And he said, Lord, why must I rent a hanger? And the Lord said, because you got a plane. And the Lord was saying, act out on what you believe. You know, you got your confessions down, but now it's time to act out on what you believe. And he rented a hanger. Even though the hangar stayed empty for a while, but he rented that hangar, but he ended up getting a plane. Praise God. But the very first way in which we release our faith is by the words of our mouth. The actions 
will come naturally at a later stage. So I've got two scriptures that I want to share with you today. And it's very familiar scriptures. It's scriptures that you know. And uh, it's scriptures that you can most probably quote. But it helps to go back and receive that instruction yet once again. Because many times, you know, we get so used to the idea of faith that we become a little too confident and we start forgetting those foundational teachings. So before we start off with the first verse of scripture, which is Mark chapter 11, verse 22 to 24, I just want to say this. For us to be a blessing to others, we need to learn how to walk in these things ourselves. Because here's the thing, there's a lot of people out there and there's some people that I actually know personally that, you know, they got a great heart. They got a heart for the people and they want to rush out there and they want to help everyone. But, you know, when you look at their own personal lives, they don't have any fruit. And they want to just be used by the Lord and they want to teach other people. And my question is, what are you going to teach them if you yourself don't have fruit? You know, if you yourself don't listen and apply instruction, like what can you teach them? And that's really a genuine question. You know, and that's what I told the Lord in the beginning, right in the beginning. I was young. I think I was like 15 when I got saved. And I think in the same year or the second year, I knew that the Lord called me to ministry and the Lord was dealing with me heavy about it. You know, uh, back then, there's a few things that I wanted to do with my life, but there was a pull to ministry. And I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I'm not going to go into ministry if I'm not living the stuff out myself. You know, because back then I was still learning things about the kingdom, you know, and I thought to myself, I'm not going to stand up in front of people and be fake and just preach a whole bunch of sermons, but I'm not living that way. And over the years after that, you know, I learned about different things and I put different things to work in the kingdom and I got different results in different areas, mind you. And now there's a bunch of things that I can preach on personally because I live that way. So it's very important that a person learns how to operate in the kingdom for themselves and they sort out things in their own personal life. So when you're ministering to others, you can tell them like, hey, this stuff works. This stuff worked for me. I've got results in these different areas. Like even when it comes to like helping the poor, how can you help the poor if you yourself don't have money? Because I promise you this, the Lord does not expect you to help the poor based on your salary. The Lord wants you to practice walking in the kingdom of God. He wants you to practice sowing and reaping. He wants to get more money into your hands. So when you do help the poor, it doesn't break your bank. He wants to finance that. He wants to trust you with more and more money. But for you to get there, there's certain steps that you need to take. So we're going to start off by going to the book of Mark. Like I said, Mark chapter 11. Verse 22 to 24. I always say this. If you want to learn about faith, listen to the faith master. Jesus is the faith master. He used his faith, I believe, every day in his earthly ministry. Every single day. And he got results. So this is what the faith master had to say. And Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. Now verse 23, this is the verse that I want you to pay very close attention to. He says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Verse 24, it says, Therefore I say unto you, What things soever he desire, when he pray, believe that he receive them, and he shall have them. 
So verse 23, verse 24, it's crammed with revelation. And I'm going to read this to you again, but this time I'm going to break that verse of scripture down. Jesus said, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. First and foremost, I'd like to say this, and this always sticks out to me. You know, God is no respecter of persons, and that is actually mentioned twice in the word of God, and that really blesses me. God doesn't take sides. God's for everyone. He loves everyone. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I know there's a lot of things happening around the world in different countries that, you know, people are one-sided on different topics and for different races, etc. But not our Heavenly Father. He loves everyone. And Jesus is saying that anyone can put this principle to work. Whoever you are, no matter what your background is, you can master this principle. Anyone can put it to work. He says, For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto you this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. You can say things and it can come to pass. This is not what Andrew van Furen said. This is what Jesus said, the faith master. He said you can have whatsoever you saith, but he says you mustn't doubt in your heart, but you must believe. Now, I heard something quite a while ago that really blessed me and it still blesses me to this day. This minister said, you can have faith in your heart and doubt in your head, but it's your heart that counts. Jesus said you mustn't doubt in your heart. There's times where you are trusting God for something and your head's saying that it's not coming to pass. And your head is saying that God's not going to meet your needs, but your heart is saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for meeting my needs. Now, that might sound confusing to you, but guess what? I'm going to show you how to identify where you are. You might be doubting in your head today, but you're getting into word. You're speaking the end result. You're thanking God. Maybe you're even doing your works, and your head is fighting you tooth and nail. But look what happens. The next day you get up, and you carry on doing the same thing. You carry on trusting God, and your head is fighting it. You are operating from your spirit. You are operating from your heart. You see that? Because it's your spirit, man, that's pulling you forward. Even if your flesh, even if your head is fighting you, every day you just keep doing it. You keep doing it because you really believe. Now, he said you can have what you say. Now, once again, I did not say this. Jesus said this. There's Christians that don't believe that your words have power. I don't know what book they're reading, but they're clearly not reading the Bible. Because Jesus, he even cast out devils with his word. He didn't beat the people until the devils came out. He commanded them to come out and the devils fleed. Do you see that? Words have power. When he raised Lazarus from the dead, he didn't perform CPR. He stood outside the cave and he commanded Lazarus to come forth. And it happened. Your words have power. Now I'm going to just jump to verse 24. Listen, there's so much revelation in these three verses. And uh, if you want to learn faith... I highly recommend that you read this and read this and read this and read this until this gets into your heart. Listen to this. Therefore, I say unto you what things over he desire. When he pray, believe that he receive them and he shall have them. Do you see? You've got to believe that you receive them first before you have them. You've got to believe that it's with you now before you get it. That's what happened whenever I buy something online through this one website. I'll buy it. I'll pay for it. And I'm already excited because I have it, even though it didn't manifest yet. 
even though the company first has to ship it and it gets delivered to me. But I had it the day I bought it. That's how faith works. So the number one way to releasing your faith is by the words of your mouth. Now, I'm going to share another scripture with you. Then I want to share two particular testimonies with you. So let's go to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. And it says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. That word profession is to confess, it is to declare. So let's read it like that. Let us hold fast to the declaration or the confession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. In this ministry, in Trevor Van Feeren Ministries, we are always encouraging people to practice their faith. You don't become a faith giant overnight. And you cannot start believing God for a house for yourself if you didn't believe God for a small thing. You know, when the disciples came to Jesus and they said, Lord, increase our faith. He told them in a nutshell, he said, use your faith. You've got to practice faith, practice faith, practice faith. Everything in the kingdom is as if a man casts a seed into the ground. You have to grow your faith. How do you grow your faith? You've got to keep using it, keep using it, keep using it. And uh, people heard me testify about this many times. When I first got born again, I started believing God for airtime. I started believing God for clothes. I started believing God for my first camera phone. Back then, the camera phones were just released and they were a lot of money. And I said, you know what? I want one. I'm going to get it. And I trusted God for a camera phone. This was my confession. I was confessing for a brand new, debt-free, name brand camera phone. And I got one. It was debt-free. It was a name brand. It was brand new. And it had a camera. And man, I enjoyed that phone. Wherever I went, that phone turned heads. And God gets all the glory. You know, what an awesome testimony. This phone, my first phone that I got, my first camera phone, was debt-free. And it was worth a couple of thousand. Back then, I didn't have a full-time job yet. I was very young, and um, I did not have a couple of thousand rand to spend on a phone. But I still got one. God is good. Okay, so that wasn't my first testimony. But um, in this ministry, we encourage people to use their faith even if it's in small areas because that's how you develop in your faith. I'm going to try and make this quick. I see I'm actually running out of time here. Um, in 2016, as you guys know, I was forced to leave my full-time job because back then my eyes were damaged and uh, I was in a very bad place and I left my full-time job. I had a bunch of creditors after me and uh, praise God, he delivered me from each and every one of them. That's another testimony. But anyway, there were a lot of things that I needed because during that time I was forced to sell a lot of my furniture, a lot of my products. And the reason for that was because of the creditors. So I was in a bad place uh, health-wise. I was in a bad place financially and I lost like so much. And I said, you know what? I need to start using my faith, you know, because when I do eventually go into ministry one day, I need to have fruit. You know, the Bible says, judge a tree by the fruit that it bears. So one of the first things that I trusted God for was a chest of drawers. And I found a place in my room and I marked it off on the floor. And for two months, I spoke that I have a chest of drawers. I wish I can go into detail with this because the way that chest of drawers came, it was supernatural. I also called in Uncapped Internet. Now, Uncapped Internet, as you guys know, there's a good couple hundred every month. And back then, I did not have the money. So I just started calling in Internet. Now, this was after I received my healing, obviously, which meant I can go back on phones and back on the computer. But I spoke and I spoke and I spoke and I spoke that I have fast, free and uncapped Internet. 
And guess what happened? I've got internet. <laughs> Praise God. Man, if it wasn't for the time, I would have went into greater detail concerning these testimonies. But that's what I wanted to share with you. Your words have power, but you've got to hold fast to the confession of your faith, which means you take a journey in calling that thing in. And if you stick to that journey, you will arrive at your destination. God loves you. We love you. And remember, faith comes by hearing. So keep on hearing. Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed today's podcast, feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision, which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow Into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.